Jeff and Andre 3000. Let's do something fun, okay? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to call this popcorn questions or tiers rapide because she mentioned that in the book and I do speak French. Um, or rapid fire, okay? If that's you're from fun. the South, and that's how it is, okay? It. So this is a this or that. Okay. Are y'all ready? Ready. All right. Workout or lounging out? Workout. Out. <laughs> Love it. Mountain or beach? Beach. Yes. Minivan or SUV? SUV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely not a minivan. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee Coffee all day. All day? Five cups a day. <laughs> let's go. Okay, let's go. Is it black or does it have... Oh, black. Okay. Okay. Um, night owl or early riser? Early riser. Night. So he's <laughs> she, changing me. She's coming around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's what you call influence. Right? <laughs> yeah. Thank okay. you for I saying like that. It. I Thank like you. It. I will yes. take that. <laughs> um, Europe or Africa? Africa. Europe. Actually, it's really interesting. I like that's how we. Well, what's interesting? That's a really good question though, because I have been to Africa with her, but she hasn't been to Europe with me yet. But she um, has been on her own, which you loved yeah, it. I did. But still, I what is that going to be? Our twentieth anniversary yeah. trip. Yeah. What? Where? What? In two years. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there's a there's a place in Italy I would really like to take her. So oh, we've always talked about it. We actually had ruining our rapidness. Oh yeah. Oh, Let's go. The rapidness is no longer there. Come on. Yep. <laughs> you got to bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's cool. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't share that story. Hang on. Did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're what a visionary. I see your I'm connection here. <laughs> Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Today is the day. The big day. We've been working for three years on this. Three years for this day What to makes happen. this day so big? The book is out. Wow. In a singing voice. It's just exciting. I couldn't hold it back. I, was... I feel like we need to, we need confetti poppers, but you can't see it on a podcast. Yeah. Pop. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> a firework. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's really here. We get to share it with so many people, which is a little exciting and a little scary. Oh, yeah, because there's some very vulnerable things out there in the world right now. Yes. Yes. People are going to have My opinions about us. are very big. Yes. People are going to. We're going to get all the critics now. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm feel, I feel good about it. Do you feel good about it? Yeah, I got thick skin. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next episode where I'm like crying on the podcast about a bad review or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I guaranteed we will have some of those. We'll have some good ones. We'll have some encouraging ones and we'll have some low moments. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but today's the day you can get the book anywhere nationwide. Wherever you buy books, buy the book. Sure. And always putting a plug for supporting your local bookstores. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Because they're struggling right now and we should be helping them. So today we uh, get to share with you a little special interview we did just last week. Yes. So Sherrod Pate interviewed us okay, wait, uh, uh, before... for a really fun, fun, fun uh, plywood event. So little backstory about her. 
I was on this call with her and a group of young entrepreneurs and they all nominated her to do the interview with me. So I'm on Zoom, didn't know what I was getting myself into. I do this a lot with our entrepreneurial community. And all of a sudden, she starts asking me these questions. She started pulling things out for me from like past life. She's like, like on fire. She interrogated me. <laughs> interrogated? Is, did I use the right word? <laughs> interrogated. Yes. Wait, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I was like, wow, she has a gift. She does not do this. But I was like, if anyone could interview us about our book, I want her to do it. Yeah. So I reached out. So we went all in with her. So here we go. You get to get behind the scenes, hear the backstory of Lover Work. I know if you've been listening, you probably heard a lot of this stuff in the past, but we're going to bring it to you fresh. It's new. It's alive. It's here today. It's like a new beginning of the next three years together. Oh, boy. Here, Here we, we go. go. Yeah. So this is your chance to hear our interview right now that we did at Plywood Presents last Wednesday night. We're bringing it to you, our favorite people. First, today's the day. Go get your book and listen in to our interview now. So I say to you, walk with the winds, brothers and sisters. And let the spirit of peace and the power of everlasting love be your guide. Those are the powerful words of civil rights icon John Lewis, which sets us up perfectly for a time such as this. Oh, wow. Love. Jeff, Andre 3000, as I call her. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? We are. Sort of. I I don't know if we're ready. I'll be honest. After that John Lewis intro. (laughs) Yes. No, you're ready. You're ready. But before, let me talk directly to you, Plywood family. You can thank me now or you can thank me later. This book is on sale right now, direct from the chat function. It's my pleasure. And uh, (laughs) what I'm going to do is I am going to put my money where my mouth is and I am going to purchase 25 of these books. And if you come to the paid experience and make a comment about love, this book will be sent directly to you. So, Thank you. Yes. Beautiful couple. Are y'all ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready too. So our conversation guide is going to focus on three areas. The heart, the mind, and the soul. And then we're going to have a rapid fire. (laughs) So let's uh, jump right in. So for me, as a fan of one word, I took one word from the power hitters that you had that talked about the nuances of love and work. A few of those one words, obsessed, hopeful, tension, legacy, Roadmap. I particularly love bolstering. That's powerful, right? And then, of course, the coveted must-read book. How does that sit in your soul? In your soul? Wow. I hope it lives up to those expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we could go into each and every one of those words in a in a way that was impactful to us in some way. Um, And I'm sure, you know, every chapter has a little bit of that in everyone. But 
Um, that's encouraging from you to hear that from you yeah. as a reader. Yeah, it, it is great. And I think that it does not disappoint on either one of those. And so kudos and congratulations, because I know that as a heart project, this is you giving birth. And so we appreciate you sharing your love with us. Mm. Yeah. So with that, I know, because you mentioned in the book, that recounting how you fell in love brings you closer. Mm. So with that, it's my pleasure to ask, please share your love story. Oh, we're getting it to us now. Oh, uh, we usually <laughs> ask that to other people. And, yeah. and there's on, always Jeff. two stories. There's always two sides. Well, we do know that he spent six months shooting his shot. Oh, you know that. <laughs> did I ever? Yes. Uh, so we met in college. And um, yes, I met her at a basketball game. I was dating a different person. And that night I ended it with that person. Wow. And I thought, wow, I met this amazing person. So then I started kind of reaching out, you know, and I had to reach out for a long time. <laughs> So for six months, we would, I mean, we were, we were so close. We would hang out every night. We would be up till two, three in the morning and I would take her home back to her dorm and I would be like, hey, this is really great. Can we continue this over dinner on a date on Friday night? And she would look square at me and she would just say, no. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, this is, we're doing something here. This is beautiful. We're meant to be together. <laughs> The universe yeah, is yeah. aligning I thought us. it was a great friendship is really what I thought. And I didn't imagine us working at all. I couldn't see his corporate America thing that he had going on in college and my, you know, moving to Africa going to work out at all. So <laughs> free spirits. Yes. Yeah, your universal connection. Yes, yes. I couldn't see that happening. And so it was just a no for a long, long time. So, so. what changed for you, Andre? Um, well, it was interesting. It was, you know, long time of knowing each other. He started to change in ways and grow in ways. He started traveling more, seeing the world, experiencing new things. His mind was open to something beyond just America. And I think that was really inspiring to me to see somebody grow yeah. and change. Like if you can see and witness that, to know that that would be somebody who he could also continue to become yeah. is a really good, yeah. good feeling to know that. So I love that. And it's he a blueprint. stuck to me. I mean, he stuck to me. I was like, please go date somebody else. And he's still stuck. So, I mean, if, if he's that persistent too, there's, there's something else to that too. Oh, but if there are any men <laughs> out there that are like Jeff, get at me. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we need to shout out for her because she's single. This so. is her moment right now. There's a chat on the chat thing. Just go ahead. Yeah. Right? I'm going to shoot my shot right now. Okay? <laughs> uh, but so I do. I love that. I love everything about that. And so here you are now and you have an amazing family. Talk to me about what your family purpose is hmm. with Jada and Nico. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Eventually, from that love story, eventually she she turned around and uh, was all over me. <laughs> and it's been that way ever since. Just and, yes, I'm a witness to that. But yeah. I think part of that story for us was her story. I mean, she grew up in Bolivia. She was um, in and around a community that 
really develop the heart of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also shaped who our family desires to be. Uh, is that a good way to explain it? Yeah, I think um, when you have a bigger worldview, and um, that's what I want my kids to have, a bigger worldview. I want them to experience other people and cultures that are different than them. I want them to learn and grow in the ways that I did by being uncomfortable, by um, seeing things that are just out of the box that don't make sense, but then they get to like formulate their own kind of viewpoints from that. Um, I want them, I want them to, I want them to experience the world, not just America. So, and and sometimes the world, uh, let me say this too. And sometimes that world means like we, where we chose to live means it's a community that it's exponentially more diverse. It's a school that has perspectives from all, all different social and economic perspectives. And so we are actively and proactively um, making choices so that our kids are introduced to the world at a young age. That's awesome. How do you um, sustain Bolivia and all that those experiences have culminated for you? How do you maintain that? here and with your children. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a long process. I think for a long time, I struggled with a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. um, with the privilege that I have. Um, And then I struggle. Oh, I mean, there's just, it's a long journey. But uh, now I see that you do the best with what you have. And everybody is doing the best with what they have and whether that's in a poor country in Bolivia or, you know, here in the wealthy privilege of the States, I think as long as you're doing good Mm -hmm. for the big picture good with what you have, I think that's what matters. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. As someone that has had the opportunity to live, work and travel on every continent, the universal um, perspective and yeah. what that brings is so paramount. Yeah. So I, I, I want to ask you, so with our current climate of COVID, mm-hmm. with um, racial tensions and global pandemic, social injustices, and then you have these two amazing human beings, Data and Nico. Mm-hmm. Who are they as you know them? Mm-hmm. And what would you like for them to know? Mm-hmm. How about you explain Jada and I'll explain Nico. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, Jada's adopted and um, she's African-American and yet she's probably the most like me and Nico's probably the most like you. So, um, but with her, um, oh God, she's my everything. So with her, We're having all the racial conversations right now. We're having the hard discussions about systemic issues that have caused, that have led to this point and to where we are today. And sometimes, and most times, those are lots of tears and lots of, you know, trying to help understand. Um, And a lot of just me listening to her processing what, is happening and why this would be happening right now um, and understanding her brown skin and her culture and who she is. Um, yeah, it's, 
I work right now with COVID patients. I work in a predominantly African with a predominantly African American population. So this is a big, big issue, and the fact that, um, and they are my my people, my family. They've become that to me, and have always been that to me, my patients. And um, this is just it's just really hard, hard to see trying to bring Jada more into an understanding, I think is crucial right now first, like, and, and a crucial, like, lay out her identity, like her identity, if she knows that and cherishes that and values that, that's going to like, take her through whatever political climate, socioeconomic climate that we go through. That is so beautiful. And I'm going to tell you, I am inspired and I am so excited that Jada gets to see this on film, that this lives for her. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Thank you for the mom that you are to her. Mm. That's what's needed. You going to talk about Nico? Nico's a different story. <laughs> he is. So the problem is I'm a creative individual. And for people watching this that know me, they're like, yeah, Jeff's got all these ideas. Andre would say, I have all these ideas. And then Nico's idea level like went to another stratosphere. Yeah, another stratosphere. <laughs> okay. And so for for him, he's an eight year old little guy, where he can take one creative thought and build worlds around it. And <gasps> that's amazing. It is if and you exhausting. have the time, <laughs> energy, and the patience, and, and patience, and commitment. <laughs> and it's funny, like we actually talked about this, like. Recently, we've been saying, we've been talking about how his curiosity, if, if I, I hope that I am as curious mm. of him mm. as he is of the world. Because this is like a moment in time as a dad and as a mom where we're like, we could shut his curiosity down right now. Mm. We could shut his creativity down by minimizing his voice. Right. right? Like, it's like, if you read all these creativity books, they mm -hmm. all say, it's like third, fourth, fifth grade where you lose your creativity. Right. We're in this moment where we're like, oh my goodness, like I got to stop and build this into him, even though I don't really love to talk about <laughs> wizards and whatever, he, and whatever his, world, new, his yeah. new world he just walked into, you know? It's like, yeah. so yeah, I, it, it's interesting. They're in to two completely different spaces in life. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing we've learned is like, we have to constantly be studying our children. Yeah. And we, we say this consistently and edit our lives to match the needs of our family. Ooh, I know that oh so well. I am very blessed to have my nephew here with me and uh, I'm in alignment with that. And so, but I think what's so beautiful about that is that is the quintessential essence of human diversity mm. that you have a hand in shaping. And that is amazing. Mm. So thank y'all. That's awesome. So that's the heart, right? Jada um, and Nico, who is different. So um, <laughs> let's move to the mind. Um, Jeff, this is really interesting because when we were having the conversation, this is the, um, this is the element that you want to make sure to highlight, particularly for plywood, and I'm going to read that um, on page 50. Only three in 10 people feel encouraged by their partner 
to pursue their work and dream. Hmm. Three in 10. Tell me why that was so important for you. Well, I think it started probably because it was personal to me. I, I'll, I'll never forget a moment when Andre stopped me hmm. and asked me when it was, when, she said, you specifically said, when is it my turn for my dreams to take a priority? And that was a, I think at first I didn't really, to be fair, I didn't really understand what she was saying. Get it. But when I went deeper with her and unpacked that, we unpacked that together, I was like, oh, I lead a community. Like I'm the founder of this community that is all about dreams coming to reality. And then... And she didn't feel that support, you know. But to be fair to him is that he's a good listener and he listened. And not only that, it was changes. He made changes immediately. And um, I think the best question you ask your partner is like, what can I do to help you then? Mm -hmm. What can, what can I change? What can I do to help support you in your dream? Because something has to change when somebody feels that way, you know? And that that's, might be just scheduling or childcare, whatever it is, but something has to change. And he changed. All of it changed. And, um, and that, as a partner, like, feels just so encouraging and empowering that he would sacrifice and stop and edit and change that for me. And what, and I think what we had to learn and as we talked to so many people about it is like how asking this question, how do I fall in love with her purpose mm. in a way where potentially I value it as equal to my own? Yeah. That's a really hard thing to do. Because yeah. like both of I mean we talk both of us think that our purpose is more important. <laughs> In general, I, like I am we saving <laughs> lives. You always have to like drop that in because that really is a drop the mic. Like, okay, we I can all go now. Well, you you literally saved someone's. <laughs> what did you do today, Jeff? I sent someone to an emergency and I saved their life. You know, it's like, yeah, well, exactly. right, all right, 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 right. But deeper, it's like, do I believe fully yes. in who she actually is? Mm -hmm. And and anyway, so that was like that's the whole thing. I think if you're in a relationship with someone and you aren't fully willing to sacrifice for the sake of the other person's purpose, yeah. is that even a partnership? Right? I think- Asking and, the question. And I, <laughs> yes. I think that honestly, that confrontation, which Andre and I are really good at confronting one another, <laughs> that confrontation, that moment, I think changed our entire family. Yeah. Because it, it set us in a new trajectory of what we valued with each other, you know? Yeah, I do. And I, I just think that that vulnerability is so critical to do the heart work. And just look at the example that you're setting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't come here to cry. Okay, so stop it. Well, you're right? making us cry. <laughs> right? Easy on the question. Well, you know, I really do. I really appreciate that because I think the heart of what you're demonstrating is reflected in this book. Mm -hmm. So thank you both for that. So you talked about this, curious, 
right? And my grandmother always uses that word, this like notion of curiosity. So how did that navigate and direct your path in this work? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the key is to stay curious Mm -hmm. because so often you're curious in the beginning. It's a new person, (laughs) it's exciting, you know, there's like, you just, you feel like you don't know each other, so you want to know each other. And now it's like 18 years and we're like, I think we know each other, but we actually don't. Like we're, I'm still changing and evolving and so is he. And we talk that, you know, we've married like three or four different versions Versions of of each other, (laughs) you know? And so that is why it's really important to stay curious and to keep asking those questions and finding out who they are today because it really it's it's always going to change yeah so that's good yeah one of the most valuable like things that we consistently do like i we talk to people all the time about going on dates like you need to do this with your partner which is really weird in the season of covid to find <laughs> that or whatever but at the core of it it's not about dinner and a, it's not about a movie it's about actually you and i mm-hmm. being in conversation with one another consistently trying to learn more about each other. I mean, Andre is amazing. She changes her mind about things at different times. You know, like she, who I married her is not the same. Thankfully, she's not the same person today. She has grown. And because all these life experiences we have consistently cause us to see the world differently. And I have to be the biggest studier of her. Otherwise, she's going to feel like I'm not interested in her, right? Yes. And yeah, so like I constantly am asking her questions. And he's real good at that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, it has to, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you actually brought up a really great point. So when you're at dinner and you talk a lot um, about this notion of shame in the book, so you guys have to get it to, because I can't keep asking questions, but I want to. Um, and you talk about broken life experiences. Mm-hmm. So what is a broken life experience that you've had that has really shaped the perspective that you have? Whew. It's honestly, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's funny to be here at Plywood Presents today. Because I had a huge broken life experience one year ago here. This, is not, this isn't in the book, but I definitely hit a, I hit a wall of trying to, like we were building this building, we were doing this event, we're writing a book, I'm managing a team, we are under-resourced with expectations that are higher than we can possibly perform, which I know I put completely on myself. And feeling the weight of the entire community. Mm-hmm. That's and, a lot of pressure, Jeff. Yeah. So I, I lived, I mean, I had a literal breakdown a year ago during Plywood Presents. And, um, yeah. and so that was interesting. I mean, it was after that that I think, which is complicated for you because, you know, to try to, for her to engage me and say, Jeff, you need to get some help, you know. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in relationship that have had that moment. <laughs> and I even said to her one time, I said, what was the line? I said, I feel like 
I'm being forced to do this or yeah. <laughs> but knowing I needed to do it, but not really wanting to get this. And so it's it's definitely shaped this past year mm-hmm. to actually stop, reevaluate like who I am, why I do what I do, um, what are the tools I need to deal with my anxiety and the responsibility I feel as a leader for an entire organization and a community and a city and all this stuff. And, and realizing like not all that responsibility is only mine. But I also would say like, I think, I think brokenness is always used for something. Yes. And the beautiful part, which we didn't really realize and it's kind of been developed more is that his anxiety and, um, and all that he was feeling with his anxiety is actually a lot with what our daughter has been feeling. And it's just been this really beautiful thing that because Jeff has experienced it now, like really experienced it, he can feel for her more. And now, you know, they do meditations together before they go to bed and do the calm app and they do all these things together because he knows now. You know, and for me, I don't really know. You know, that's not like I haven't truly felt that feeling. And so it's not as easy for me to connect with her in that way, you know. But it's really, and I think, so I just think that there is, in that brokenness, there's always a purpose. Somewhere down the line, there will be. Yeah. And that there's a hope in that in some form. That's beautiful. And that is absolutely the truth. That God uses all of that as a vessel, even when we don't know. And in that, there's a blossom and there's a growth and a connection and a tight-knitness to your family that couldn't be garnered any other way. So thank you. So that leads us to the soul. Jeff, how are you? Right now, I don't know what question you're going to ask next, so I'm kind of getting a little nervous. (laughs) I am so grateful. Okay. Um, I think one of the, one of the things that's been really fun for me to watch is to see Andre's voice coming to life and for others to experience what she has to say. Because it's powerful. It is a very powerful voice. So like in this moment right now, like literally in this moment and weeks ahead as people read things that she wrote, um, I'm excited to see how that shapes people. Um, they're going to like her a lot more than me, like for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> now granted, everything she said, I don't fully agree with and it's in the book, but yeah, but no, no I definitely don't agree with everything. I am so excited for people to know her in a deeper way. Me too. Because when I read it, I was like, yes, I cannot wait to meet her. She's great. And so I have this question for you, Andre. How are you being kind to yourself? Ooh. Well, um, I'm, I am a big just outdoor person. And so I wake up and walk every morning. And that is like my first thing that we do is go outside and we walk. And that's an outdoor just relaxer for me. And um, and Jeff can attest, I walk around my house and water my little house plants all over my house and <laughs> talk to them and do nice things for them. 
And I mean, I'm just a weirdo. I just, <laughs> I like green things. I like outdoors. I like anything that keeps me connected, like in that way. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to do those things. Yeah. Be a part of it. And I don't care if he teases me about talking to my plants. <laughs> hey, those keep, those keep, words keep plants alive. Okay. And I so- tell him that, but he doesn't believe it. There's yeah. little or no proof. <laughs> That's fine. You can say it. Well, listen, I do, I have, I want to go back a little bit um, because you guys talked a lot about um, just growth. And I think it's the beauty that can come from negativity, right? Mm -hmm. And this notion of ego, and ego is a beast. I think sometimes it rears its head in ways that we don't even realize. Mm -hmm. Um, You talk about that in the book, but can you speak about how each of you manage, manages that beast? called ego? Well, that's an easy question. Oh my uh, gosh, that's you. great. Uh, you are killing uh, <laughs> uh, You know, I, I will say this. Um, one of the ways that is really healthy for me to manage my ego is to be married to this woman. <laughs> because she will put me in my place quicker than anyone that you could ever meet. Is that fair? I like it. Yes. It's I, so fair. And, it's and so I think fair. that shows a healthy relationship. I do too. Like, I'm yeah. like, that's, yeah. Most of the stories in there are the funny ones that you'll laugh at and make me look like not a great human. <laughs> it was Andre confronting something that I needed to change. And that's hard. Like, that is hard to do for many people probably listening. Um, to actually have the hard conversation, the thing that needs to be said. Yeah. And I think that's probably the healthiest way that I've found for my ego to be cared for. <laughs> okay, would not be to put people for. in my life that are willing to say the thing that most people are not willing to say. Right? That's awesome. You made it seem super easy. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. It's too many fights. I mean, that turns into loud <laughs> late night fights, lots of matches. Fights. <laughs> okay. That's what I think we need. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah. yeah. That's what creates a strength and, and um, solidifies a bond yeah. um, that has you guys here. I yeah. know. So, what about you? How do you manage or care for that beast that we call an ego? Um, I stay around people that are different than me mm. always as much as possible okay. and stop think because I always pretty much think I have the right way and the right answer and I will be able to fix you too. So it's, these, yes. you know, <laughs> it's these things that I'm like, of course I will fix you. It'll be great. Just do what I say. <laughs> and so my patience Every day in what I do, they, like, put me into place every day, you know? They're like, that's nice for you to say. Now, what if you only had $20 a month? Now tell me how you're going to fix me Mm. or how, you know, I'm going to get that medicine that you say will change me, you know? Um, And so there's a lot of things that just put me in my place quickly is when people, when you're around people that are different than you, when you're around people in a different economic class, in a different racial ethnicity, like things, there, there's no just black and white easy answers anymore. 
And I think for me, accepting the gray <laughs> and being able to live in that space now and meet people right where they are in that space. And, you know, they got to check me. They check me all the time to get into that space, yeah. you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, you should. <laughs> and then they, they bring me right back. So I think um, my job and what I do is probably my biggest ego check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or care for, as uh, Jeff would like to say. <laughs> so um, you guys are committed, right, mm-hmm. to doing good in the world for betterment. Um, where did this yearning derive from? What is the foundation by which that stands? Yeah, I mean, I think for both of us, I think we we have built into us definitely an actionable part of our lives. Like that we see things that aren't right and we're willing to do something about it. I, I don't know where it began. I mean, for me, I remember my mom recognizing specific situations early on in life. Like she's just like, that's how you think. That's Mm. how you um, operate. That's where you probably connect with a deeper sense of spirituality. Um, And yeah, I feel, I think we both feel responsible to use whatever we, whatever gifts we have, whatever um, sometimes influence, sometimes access that we have to help others. I, it's been part of our story since, um, since we've known each other, for sure. Um, I think that's where we f- find hope to keep going. So what would you add to that? Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm very connected in terms of a spiritual aspect to me. I think that there is um, a divine creator that, wants good for all of us. Mm. And I really believe that. And so if we can be a part of that good in the world and usher that in and be um, a good steward of that in whatever way that is with all of our individual giftings and creativity and spaces that we live in, in our own lanes, in our own ways. um, Yeah, I, I really believe that that's Part of like the divine goodness that is a part of this world. So, Did you see how awesome they are. I can't. Um, okay, so you guys talk a lot about some really um, amazing topics and some taboo topics. One of those. Oh yes. Here we know go. Where I'm, <laughs> hey, they know where we're going. Here <laughs> so, we go. You know, Salt and Pepper coined this years and years ago. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you and me. Okay? So. Oh, this is recorded. Uh, <laughs> this is recorded. But, you know, did you see how they looked at each other? So, they're already connected, which is amazing. But this is going to be really simple. Okay? It's going to be simple, but then deep. So, all you have to do on a scale of 1 to 10 is, like, rate how you are um, your marital situations. <laughs> Because this is the deal, right? They said that they actually are three to four different versions over the last 18 years. So there you have it. And No, no, no. You cannot confer. You can't confer. So you're asking us to rate our sex life. Yes. Uh, Out here for the whole big world. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) 
Yeah. I feel like if we don't say 10, that there's then like a problem or something. <laughs> no, I don't think that's no, true. No, it's not a problem. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just feeling waiting. right now. We have to Very say that at the same time, like one, two, three, and then we. Yeah, get. let's do it like that. Ready? That. Okay. One on three. Oh you just yeah, give your number. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Eight. Eight. Oh, yeah. they're both at an eight. Yeah, that's that good. is a that's that is good. that is solid. I mean, I don't ever want to be at a full ten, like because I think there's always you know you there's new things. There's always always new things. things. Listen, on our podcast, that has been one of the things that has been helpful learning from other people sharing about this. This is why we wrote about it. This is why we wrote about that. Yeah, you don't have to convince me. Yes, I'm with you. You said it on the podcast. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Inquiring minds. It's my pleasure. Everybody (laughs) wants to listen about it. Yeah, they want to listen, but they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you don't want to get in it on conversations. Oh, right. So this is what we say. Like. You have to talk to people about this. Talk I don't know if people. you have to talk about it on camera and all that stuff. <laughs> but they are because they are that awesome. No. You have to be able to have some close friends. You do. To share about this stuff because if it's not going great, it's going to affect all of our relationship, right? Yeah. It's part of it. And so we've found a lot of people want to talk about it. They don't have somebody to talk about it with. So at some point, you got to open up a conversation with someone that's close to you. And, and it, it makes things better. There you go. We have not always been innate. Well, but I think that that's about the journey, right? Yes. And so, I mean, I think that it is great to talk about things out in the open because it does give people permission to share experiences. Mm-hmm. And when it's in the dark, it just... There's just a lot of evil that can come from that. So you talk about it. You get support. And then you're at a healthy eight, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So I have two last ask. Are you ready? Yes. Can I be invited to the Shenna brunch? (laughs) Okay. I mean, we'll we'll work on it. We'll see. I mean, you can, you know, you'll get an invitation. You better tell them. <laughs> okay. Um, which is great. And then also the family. I love that. And so I consider myself an official part yes. of that. You're I've in. been inducted in. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is the deal. This is the big question. Is it possible to, right, change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? This is the deal. You got to read it. This book. Got to read it to find out. out. So I will say, Jeff, Andre, Andre 3000, as I like to call her, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be a steward, a facilitator, and a catalyst that connects your story, your perspective, and your experiences. Mm. It's been an honor. Thank you, Plywood community. Do yourself a favor. Go get the book. And now it's time for the breakdown. Well, it's not going to be really a breakdown. No. Because today is our book launch. I don't want to call it so much a breakdown. I want to call it a (laughs) liftoff. Okay. Because we are just going to continue to say the same darn thing you keep hearing us say. You are so annoyed with us asking you to buy our book. But you are going to need to go buy our book, Love or Work, 
at bookstores anywhere, wherever you purchase your books. It is available today, August 18th. Go buy it. And that's another episode of Love or Work. recorded by our favorite Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.